Hey, it's like a warm welcome to you, the listener and the viewer out there. This is another exciting edition of the Professional Plumber Podcast with myself, your host, Willem Tulpe. And uh, today is going to be another technical orientated discussion. And for these technically orientated discussions, I never roll alone because I always have our technical guru with me, Mr. Richard Bailey. Richard, warm welcome to you and thanks a stack for your time and uh, effort in joining me. Thanks very much, Willem. It's as always, you know, we say it every time, but it's always a pleasure to be here. And uh, it's, uh, it's an honor to be able to contribute in these podcasts and podcasts. So thanks very much for having me. Awesomeness, awesomeness. Listen, so Richard, today we're going to talk about an interesting one. Um, uh, we've alluded to or touched on or discussed uh, using and choosing the correct materials for installations. And in two previous vodcasts that we did, we, we discussed, uh, one was, dis we, we touched on the uh, correct materials for above ground drainage and the other one we discussed uh, choosing the correct materials for below ground drainage. But today is an interesting one because this is for choosing the correct materials for water installation. Um, so, you know, and we're talking specifically about plastic pipes when it comes to water installations. Yeah, that, that's right. Uh, I mean, the, the fact that, you know, we, we, as you've just alluded to, we have touched on it previously with regards to drainage and sewerage. So I thought it only right uh, that we that we touch on it for water reticulation. You know, it's a massive, massive subject. Uh, we could, we literally, and, and most of our uh, vodcasts, we can say this, but we could spend three hours, four hours, five hours on this. But uh, I've tried, uh, you know, to narrow it down just specifically with to do to do with uh, materials choices and the influences and the where people go wrong and why it should why it should form part of your design process to choose the right materials well if there's three hours worth worth of content discussing on this i think we should get going but before we do richard let's just uh for our listeners and our viewers out there uh, we're going to cross over to a quick ad break please don't go away richard and i will be back right after this There are geezers, grumpy old geezers, and there are electric water heaters. As a plumber, it is important for you to know that you're allowed to install electric geezers provided they're installed according to SANS 10254 and manufactured according to SANS 151. Register for the SANS 10254, the electric water heater online course today to better understand the requirements of this standard, now at a 10% discount. Offer valid 13 to 26 March 2023. Welcome back to this exciting edition of the Professional Plumber Podcast with myself, Willem Klopper, and Richard Bailey. And of course, this is another technically orientated discussion. And in this episode, just before we went into the ad break, Richard and I said that today we're discussing the, the, the importance of choosing the correct materials when you're doing water installations. And we're speaking specifically about plastic pipes and choosing the correct plastic pipe materials. Richard, the fact that you chose this as a topic or a subject for discussion, um, you yourself said it just before we went into the ad break, you know, that it sounds like people make mistakes with this. Yet it sounds so simple. Uh, it sounds like a very simple thing to do to choose the correct materials and to know what materials to choose. But is it so? Do people often make mistakes? Do you as an auditor find mistakes being made with it? Yeah. No, uh, every single day. Every single day, Willem. 
Um, it's it's um, and 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 I don't know. I don't. I, I'm not here to try and uh, figure out the reasons or whatever. The, but I mean, there are a couple of obvious factors that that spring to mind in terms of uh, what what it is or why it is that that these mistakes are made. And the ba- the biggest one that I can think of is a cost thing. So the very often um, uh, materials, uh, the, the correct materials can be pricier than than the incorrect materials, and therefore you know um, brands and cents speaks louder than than anything else. But uh, so cost is a big one. There could also be a, 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 a simple fact like stock shortage. I mean, if you have a specific um, type of pipe. Piping system in in your in your van, and you're busy on a job, and you're looking for a particular fitting. You don't have one, and uh, the retailer doesn't have one. Well, then you kind of have to do this and that. You know, instead of waiting and 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 doing the right thing tomorrow, you rather get it finished. So that's very often a a a, a reason, and and of course then ignorance. And I mean that in the best possible way. I mean. I've often used the word ignorance in in the vodcasts, and it's nothing to do with stupidity or level of intelligence. It's all it's just to do with what what do you know and what do you not know. So hopefully that's what um, we part of what we can uh, address today. Yeah, and what we're here for is to help these guys who who have that. Uh, look, you use the term ignorance, but like you said, it's just maybe a slight little detail that they haven't known before. And here we are. That's why we have these vodcasts and podcasts, especially these technically orientated ones, is to share with them that, in, uh, you know, that information. Especially, Richard, the kind of things that you as an auditor find in the field that plumbers make the mistakes. And, and the fact is that when they look at podcasts and listen to podcasts and vodcasts like this, you know, they, they pick up on that and they, they, you know, whether they've done it before, you know, that same mistake or whether they haven't, the fact is, they will now be a little bit more conscious about it when they get to the field. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, and I mean, a different word for ignorance is not knowing. Uh, it's as simple as that. I mean, there's a lot of stuff I'm ignorant of. Absolutely. Listen, Richard, so the first question I want to shoot to you then is, are there specific rules and, and guidelines and requirements or even regulations on what to choose when it comes to plastic pipes for water installation? Willem, um, yes, they absolutely are. Um, they, they are. I mean, uh, any any installation, any uh, type of materials, etc., in a plumbing installation are governed by, by standards. We know this. Um, and in this particular case, and I'd just like to highlight, as I said, there's a probably about three or four, even more hours worth of uh, content that we can discuss in terms of how things should be installed and what should and shouldn't do but we're really trying to just focus on materials choices and if you look at sans 1025 stroke one uh 5.2.3.1 is a a, a a section that deals with materials of pipework and 5.2.3.1 specifically talks about plastics and one of the big things that it says there is that a plastic pipe system must be a system not a not it's it's not a it's not um plastic pipe manufacturer A with manufacturer B's fittings. Mm. That doesn't work. Very often plastic pipes uh, and plastic pipe systems are manufactured to work with one another and to to 
uh, throw a blanket over it and say, well, this is the easiest way to deal with it. I think Sands just drew a line in the sand and said, well, the SABS, you know, the custodians of Sands, South African National Standards, drew a line in the sand and said, well, whatever plastic pipe you use, you must make sure that the manufacturer of that pipe has manufactured and had tested its own set of fittings. And what it includes is the fixtures, uh, well, accessories call it, and oftentimes that's like an insert or a sleeve, or both in some cases, uh, that goes with those fittings, as well as the correct tools to use to fasten those uh, pipes. So it's not just about taking a, a 15 millimeter plastic pipe and using any old 15 millimeter fitting from another shelf. It's got to be a system. So, so that is one of the biggest mistakes we come across very, very often is that manufacturer A is paired with manufacturer B's uh, uh, pipe. Pipes and fittings are not are mismatched. The other big I suppose one of the big overriding rules about plastic pipes uh, in South Africa is that none of them have been approved for use outside of buildings, none of them. So I often get asked the question, well, okay, so what is outside of a building? I suppose that is slightly subjective. You know, if it's six meters against the wall and it's it's six meters of, of, of aftaki, well, I don't know, is that inside or outside a building? But let's not go there. The point is this that if you use plastic pipes outside of a building, it's non-compliant. Whether or not you've, you've painted it, whether or not you've uh, put lagging around it, 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 it might seem silly to say so, but it, I'm just here to tell you what the standards say. I'm not here to comment on the, uh, the cleverness of it. I'm just telling you what the standards say. So it's, non, it's non-compliant. It may not be used outside of buildings. Another thing I'd like to mention is that there are a couple of plastic pipe systems that we have what we call push fit or quick connect type couplings or systems or, or fittings. These are the ones that you've got a, a piece of pipe and a, and a fitting that you can almost just push in and it's there. Now, a lot of those manufacturers claim that uh, those fittings are suitable for use with copper pipe as well. And um, I just wanted, to, uh, and, and again, that in and of itself is a bit of a gray area. And and we could probably spend two hours discussing it, but one would need a lot more preparation, a lot more time on a different platform. So let me just say that if you are to use a, a sort of a quick, a quick coupling style fitting, like a push fit or a pushing, uh, sort of a shark bite, I don't want to mention names, I just have but a, a, a speed fit or a shark bite or a, or a, or a uni twist type fitting, the onus is on you to make 100% sure that you are using the correct uh, fitting for the correct application. So I'm just going to park that there because we're not going to get into that. And then you also need to take into account in your design of the system, the fact that because it's a plastic pipe, I can almost guarantee you that the wall thickness is greater than that of copper. So there's a smaller internal uh, diameter of the pipe. It's smaller than what copper is. So the flow rate is, is, is smaller. Um, the, uh, the, the sizing uh, uh, requirements in terms of a design of a system will differ. So you need to take that into account. 
And then just an overall sort of a, 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 a statement, Willem, and it goes for anything that you do, and we've said it a hundred times. You know, products have got very specific parameters attached to them. They've got design parameters. They, they are designed to work within certain uh, um, uh, expected conditions, which include, uh, but it's not limited to, I mean, it's just off the top of my head to, to just plant the seed, you know, chemical resistance. I mean, if you're using plastic pipes, there's all kinds of hazardous situations, factories that uh, one could use plumbing reticulation in underground Plastic pipe installation is problematic for some pipes when it comes into contact with stuff like petroleum and and uh, and that sort of thing. It actually ingresses through the through the pipe wall, uh, so it doesn't keep it out. Like copper wood, for example, uh, there's temperature, the resistance to temperature, or maximum and minimum temperatures that it is able to deal with, and then of course pressure. So just make sure that you have chosen the product that goes. That, that suits the uh, environment in which you, you, you try to install it. Richard, obviously it sounds to me like if you choose the incorrect material, having mentioned just what you did now, um, you know, about those, the, the factors that should be taken into consideration, we are going to do, uh, you know, look into the factors that should be taken to, into consideration. But the fact that you mentioned something like uh, a chemical resistance and, and, and temperature, certain maximum temperatures and, you know, things like that. That certainly makes it sound like there are risks involved when you choose the incorrect plastic pipe in your water system or your water installation. And I want us to, to, to discuss that. But just before we do, I think let's just for our viewers and our listeners, cross over to another quick ad break. Uh, please don't go away. Richard and I will be back right after this. Good day, how can I help you? Hi, I'm here to log in my COCs, but I seem to be having an issue with my computer. No problem, but did you know that you can log your COCs using an app on your cell phone? Oh, what app is that? It's called The App Plumber. Do you have a smartphone with you? Yes, I do. Oh well, let me show you how it works. Not only can you access your PRB profile on The App Plumber, but you can also earn CPD points while exploring the plumbing industry in the palm of your hand. Download the app from Google Play Store and join thousands of other happy users. It's an exciting time to be a professionally registered plumber. The PIRB's leaderboard provides plumbers with the opportunity to be placed onto a ranking system to see how they perform amongst their peers around the country. This ranking system enables both plumbers and consumers to identify top local plumbers and monitor their performance nationally and regionally. Consumers will always look for the best and at the top is where you'd want to be. It is therefore very important to be dedicated to continuously upskilling yourself through continuous professional development activities. The CPD points you accumulate during the CPD program will allow you to be rated on the leaderboard as you grow. The ranking system runs on a three-month rolling average where you can find yourself at the very top by accumulating more points than your peers. Top-ranked plumbers also stand a chance to win prizes through a lucky draw where winners are announced on the PIRB's Plumbing 101 shows on YouTube. Do not miss out on the opportunity to be highlighted as an elite plumber in South Africa. Start accumulating points and become one of the best. Get skilled, get rewarded.
Welcome back to this exciting edition of the Professional Plumber Podcast with myself, Willem Klopper, and Richard Bailey. In today's episode, we are discussing choosing the correct plastic piping, uh, if you do use plastic piping in water installations, the importance of choosing the correct material. And then, of course, we also looked, just before we went into the ad break, we also looked at uh, the fact that there are, you know, requirements in the applicable standards that specify, you know, what you may use, where you may use it, and what you may not use when it comes to plastic being used in water systems. Um, just before we went into the ad break, I also mentioned to Richard that it certainly sounds like there are risks involved or associated with choosing and using the incorrect materials. Uh, Richard, so let's have a look at what what can you mention a few of the consequences what are the things that can possibly go wrong when a plumber uses the incorrect plastic for water installations yeah well well using using piping systems that are not designed to handle uh, whatever the um, uh, expected conditions are yeah um so uv damage uh we spoke about pipes not being allowed plastic pipes not being allowed to be installed outside of buildings there's no plastic pipe that has been approved for out, use of outside of buildings joints not lasting remember you can tie that back to the type of joints the type of fittings that you use so we mentioned that it's got to be a system so there's leaks occurring from joints that don't that don't last uh, that, that can also have uh, that can also be as a result of other stuff which we get to such as well I might as well mention it um, proper uh, you know movement of pipes mm. pipes that have not been properly uh, re, um, secure start to get mo uh, movement in them expansion contraction not, notwithstanding and uh, joints then not lasting or leaks occurring overall non-compliance well, I mean it's 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 um, obvious. But I mean, the fact is, then your installation is not compliant. So if you if you make those sort of errors in in terms of choosing materials, you land up with a non-compliant, which brings in a whole heap of additional risk factors as well for you, the installer. Yeah. Heat damage. We spoke about heat damage. Um, uh, uh, pipes being designed specifically to operate between certain temperature ranges. I'll give you an example. Plastic pipes cannot be used within one meter of any solar collector, thermal solar collector, for obvious reasons. Your stagnation temperatures can reach over 200 degrees Celsius. So it will just melt that plastic pipe. Sure. Um, we touched on chemical ingress. Um, believe it or not, certain chemicals, harmful chemicals, I'm not a chemical engineer, but I know for a fact you can get migration of uh, chemicals through walls of, of certain plastics or through certain plastics. Um, and there are rules around where you may or may not install what pipes uh, around those sorts of products. Um, we spoke about overall um, compliance, but I mean, then you also look at overall performance of the system. Mm. You know, if you choose the wrong products, um, you funny things like water hammer and uh, starvation and those sorts of things start creeping in when you've used incorrect products. So that's a that's a whole another kettle of fish in and of itself. And then, of course, premature failure, which we spoke about in terms of leaking. But I mean, the yeah. pipe itself can also um, can also just burst. Um, UV damage, for example, what you if you, if you leave a pipe out in the sun for a couple of years um, and you look at the surface of that pipe, it's disintegrated. Certain pipes. 
Yeah. And uh, yeah. so it's it weakens the weakens the wall or the pipe thickness, the the pipe, the pipe integrity, its strength tremendously. So those are the sort of things that can happen. Again, Willem, we're talking broad strokes here, and uh, we we can honestly spend hours and hours on drilling down into the specifics. But I mean, those are the broad strokes. It can have a tremendous wide, tremendously wide array of. Uh, of knock-on effects by by just by choosing the incorrect materials. So it's vitally important to choose them. Richard, you mentioned you, the fact that you know you say overall incompliance or non-compliance to you know to the requirements of the standards, etc. Um, and there may be plumbers out there who just they don't care. You know, so what if my my installation uh, is not according to standard? Uh, so what? You know, if it's non-compliant, so what? But what plumbers should keep in mind is the risk that it has towards your customer, the consumer. I think that's the most important thing that customers should should keep in mind, because you know it's always you know it's a financial risk to them. There are other risks to them, like you said, the compromised drinking water when chemicals do eventually enter into those certain plastic pipes. It's all it all boils down to what risk are you putting another human being in? Hundred percent. And in turn, yourself, uh, right. because you, you are held liable for that, and and you there's no way around it. You 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 simply are. I, you, you know, we, we I think we've had this discussion pretty much every time we do a vodcast development. And I mean, it's it's like anything. You know, just just think outside of plumbing. Mm-hmm. Think of anything. Uh, apply this logic to anything, and ask yourself the question: Well. Should there be a minimum standard, a minimum quality standard? Think of yourself as a consumer for any product you like, mm. uh, and and ask yourself that question across the board. So then, then if your answer is no for everything, okay, fine. I don't, I've, I don't think anybody's ever met you before. But <laughs> but if but if your answer is yes for something, then why shouldn't it apply to plumbing? Exactly. Listen, Richard, talking about thinking of things and thinking for yourself. Let's look at a couple of things that plumbers should take into consideration, specifically when they are choosing, uh, you know, no, the correct plastic piping for water water systems. Yeah. So when when you, I mean, when you're designing the installation, as I say, Willem, there's there's a lot of there's a wide array of things. But when you're choosing materials, particularly, you need to identify the exact sort of conditions or the expected conditions of for this installation. You need to know what your your performance parameters are. So you need to know what you are trying to achieve, is what I'm saying, and what the pipe work is going to be subjected to in terms of external conditions, etc. So that has got to be crystalline in your head. You've got to, you've got to know exactly what you're in for. Um, then we can be a little bit more specific. So that's an overall, that's an overriding statement, okay? But we can be a couple of, mention a few specific things where people do go wrong. Uh, the, play, the standards... The standards mention that you may not rigidly encase plastic pipes in concrete or in walls. It means that plastic, and the reason for this is expansion and contraction coefficient. There's a lot of movement in plastic, and it may not be rigidly encased. So you've got to give it a little bit of freedom uh, to move, and 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 you you achieve that by wrapping it or lagging it with very thin walled lagging thin thin enough not to impede your sort of closing of the pipes but 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 thick enough to allow 
very slight amount of music within uh, music movement within those bars. Okay. Then proper support. If we're talking about pipes above ground, or, or um, uh, when I say above ground, I mean inside of buildings above ground that is not cast into or plastered into walls, typically in roof spaces. Those pipes need to be properly supported and saddled. You and um, you can refer to uh, other podcasts or uh, the standards to find out where those what the requirements are for those uh, supports. I think I actually remember in one of our previous podcasts the reason why it should be properly supported. And I'm taking a huge chance now, but maybe what you taught me has sunk in. Was it for the reason that, you know, because of the heat, it can sag, it can sort of warp if it isn't properly supported in every, every certain amount of uh, centimeters or so? Is that correct or am I completely incorrect? That is, that is definitely correct. Uh, that, that also counts. I think you might have, uh, you might have um, been remembering from our waste pipe discussion. Uh, but because waste pipes are particularly susceptible to that, but water pipes also sag. So what happens with water pipes sagging is, uh, believe it or not, obviously waste and sewer pipes is a big problem for obvious reasons. But for water pipes, sag, the sagging of a pipe or a belly in a pipe is also a problem. Because over time, you you can develop a, a sediment a sedimentary layer, and it slowly starts closing that pipe up. Besides besides that, Willem, your if you if it's not properly secured and settled, movement occurs, water hammer starts to occur. Uh, yeah, so there's a number of knock on effects from there. You're quite right. Joints, if there's movement, the joints are starting to get loose. Exactly. Every joint, I mean, you, it's, it's a mechanical thing most, most times. Well, uh, all times, actually. So it's a, even if it is fusion welded or soldered, it's still a mechanical joint. And I mean, stress on mechanical joints is never going to be a good thing. So, yeah, it will, it will have a big knock-on effect. Yeah. So we were, we, you remember we spoke about the, the pipe work being a system, a plastic pipe system, has to be used. You can't mix and match manufacturers when it comes to plastic pipes. So having said that, you must make sure that your um, accessories, as I said, sleeves and sometimes inserts, or some mostly inserts, sometimes sleeves are of the correct manufacturer. It's there with the system. It matches the system. And the tools that you use to fix these things or fasten them or crimp them or pull them or whatever the, whatever the methodology is, for fastening, whether it's fusion welding, whatever that is, you have to have the correct set of tools. Remember again, it'll go back to you. If it, if 99% of the time it works and that 1% doesn't work, and it is shown that you're actually using a different manufacturer's tools, no manufacturer is going to stand by their warranty. They're going to say, no, that you're on your own. That entire system is not under warranty because you, you know, using a different set of tools. It doesn't matter even if they're similar or exactly the same. And then uh, just want to mention flexible connectors, you know, like flexi hoses. They're commonly known as flexi hoses, flexible connectors. Um, they can only be used to connect the to be the last connection between a terminal fitting and the system. In other words, to connect a mixer or a tap or something like that. You cannot use it within the piping system. A flexible connector cannot be used to 
connect a geezer or to connect any other fixed appliance. I'm talking about it is the last connection between the system and a tap. Mm. So that's just a that's just for noting because you could uh, include that in plastic piping. An obvious thing to do would be to check uh, SABS, SA Watermark, SANAS approved fittings, fixtures, uh, pipes, systems. So whatever you're using, make sure that you can refer back to a document where it's been tested and approved for use. And then also just a last note, a lot of plastic, in fact, a lot of pipe manufacturers, we're talking specifically about plastic pipes, they will have the um, generic, not generic, I beg your pardon, their in-house uh, shut-off valves that they've manufactured to be used with a particular piping system. Just make sure that that shut-off valve, often it comes in the form of a lever, uh, a lever valve. Just make sure that that lever valve complies with the requirements of lever valves, or if it's a stop tap, that it re complies with the requirements of stop taps. So I just wanted to put that note in there because very often one takes it for granted that these um, uh, 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 shutoffs are compliant because the pipework is compliant. Just double check that the shutoff is also compliant. Richard, I, I love, I hear that little bird there in your office <laughs> and I love hearing that bird, but I can just as well then tell you that I've heard a bird whistle that we are drawing to a close of this episode. <laughs> so I just want to conclude quickly from my side, Richard, what I want to tell the listeners and the viewers out there is that, um, you know, Richard mentioned earlier in the episode, he said that it's just a matter of thinking, thinking for yourself, thinking a little bit outside of things. Um, applying logic, you know, a sense of common, uh, uh, a sense of common sense, and a sense of logic. Um, but then, Richard, at the same time, you know, even if they find it difficult to think of specific things, um, they can always refer back to the applicable standards. Yeah, Th that's why the standards are there, and 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 failing which, you know, um, Willem, you know, the standards can be convoluted and long and and taxing to go through. Pick up the phone, phone somebody like me, phone IOPSA, phone the PRB, and, and we will help. We will help. 100%. Listen, Richard, that bird is keeping on whistling there for us, and it's telling us it's time. it's time for us to say goodbye to our listeners and our viewers out there. To you, Richard, thanks, Stack, again for your time and your effort, or as always, uh, because it is time out of your day to, take, uh, uh, to do these recordings. Thanks for the valuable information that you share with us to, um, you know, with the audience. And Only a pleasure. Always a pleasure, Willem. Thank you very much. To our listeners and our viewers, please don't go away. There's some awesome and interesting industry-related uh, announcements that are going to follow right after this. From us, me and Richard, we'll say goodbye. See you next time. The PIRB ushered in Water Month by celebrating World Plumbing Day this past Friday. Thanks to our exhibitors for joining in on the day because plumbers want water filters, pipe cutters, valves, COCs and many other great prizes. The PIRB would like to express the deepest gratitude for all the exhibitors and plumbers that attended our 2023 World Toilet Day celebration. Your continued support ensures that we keep plumbers encouraged to stay on course to professionalize the plumbing industry at large. Next stop, the PRB National Roadshow. Happy World Water Day. 
this year is about accelerating change to solve the water and sanitation crisis. And because water affects us all, we all need to take action. That includes you. This is a once-in-a-generation moment for the world to unite around water. Play your part. Do what you can.